we declare that you are indeed worthy. You are everything to us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for making yourself available to bless us, to love us, to lift us. And so we thank you for lifting tonight. We bless your name for encouragement tonight. We bless your name because you are great. Thank you, Father God. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. You guys did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> Just a few of us are doing very well. No problem. Good. Uh, let's go to Numbers chapter 13 on this first day of this three-day fast with the theme seeing what God sees. Seeing what God sees concerning us. Seeing what God sees about us. It's all a matter of perspective. What are you seeing? Compared to what God is seeing. Amen? And my prayer for all of us is as we journey in these uh, three days, that we will be able to come to the same conclusion as God. Amen. That in spite of what we see around us with our five senses, in spite of what we sense, in spite of what we know in our physical senses, that we are able to perceive the way God perceives. Amen. And therefore, what we see in the spirit becomes manifest in the realm of the yes. earth. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In fact, you know what? I got a phone call this morning with a testimony. Powerful right. one. Yeah. I'm going to wait till Sunday morning to share with everybody. Amen. God is already at work. Amen. Yes, yes. Mind blowing, powerful testimony. I, I, I'm just restraining myself so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't spill the bean before, before the time. But it's powerful. 8:05 <laughs> a.m. this morning, the phone call came. Yes, but God is moving. And the God that's moving there is the same God that's moving in your lives. Amen. If we can only believe for it. It's as simple as that, folks. It's just that simple. Amen? So in Numbers 13, let's look at the uh, verses 2 and 3. Send men to spy out the line of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. So, Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the children of Israel. Now, let's just jump. Let's just jump. Uh, verse 25. So, they went out and spied spy the land, and then they came back in verse 25. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey and this is the fruit. That should have been it. 
They needed not to say anything else. We went, we came back, and we verify it flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. But they didn't stop. They didn't stop there. Let's keep reading. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. Who told them so? The cities are fortified and very large. So, moreover, we saw the descendants of Enoch there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quiet, quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession. For we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that divorced its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Enoch came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in their sight. I mean, can you, can you believe this? First of all, they said, they, they, they felt that they were like grasshoppers to themselves and then they got into the other side and said, those people saw us and they also think we are like grasshoppers. Terrible exaggeration. And if care is not taken, as ridiculous as this sounds, many of us find ourselves in the same situation. These people had a case of bad misidentity. These were the covenant children of God. And God has already promised them the land. All they had to do was go there and possess it. They went there and came based on what they saw around, based on what they could see with their own eyes. They relabeled themselves. They stopped calling themselves children of God. Rather, they called themselves grasshoppers. Did God give birth to grasshoppers? Where did they get that from? Where did they get that from? Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 3. Ah. Okay, let, let, let's go to Numbers 14 first. Please, let me, let, quickly, let me just do this. Numbers 14. Ah. So as they were bringing this bad report and poisoning the rest of the congregation in Numbers 14, in verse 6, but Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, 
Nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Oh my goodness. Over the last few months, we've been talking about the, 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 the factor that Jesus makes in every situation. Yeah. And that Jesus is God's success plan. It's God's success system. When you go to KFC, they have a system. When you go to McDonald's, there's a system. When you go to uh, uh, taco, uh, Tacos, there's a system. All of these fast food restaurants have a system that produce the same result on a consistent basis no matter where. Whether it's in Atlanta or in uh, London, England or in Barcelona, Spain, if you find a KFC, the same system that they are running here in the U.S. is what they run there. And it works. It produces. So for me and you, God has a success system. And that system is a person. The name of that person is Jesus Christ. Now if you notice what uh, Joshua and Caleb just said here in Numbers chapter 14. The reason they were not afraid. The reason they knew the land belonged to them. The reason they knew that the enemies were bred, they said one thing. They said, because the Lord is with us. Just as the Lord, in Genesis 39, was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, in the same fashion, Caleb and Joshua said, folks, forget what you are saying. Forget the enemy. Don't mind them. I am telling you they are bred. Why? Why? The only factor here is the Lord is with us. And if God is with us, who can be against us? Amen. Good. Now, let's go a little further. Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 20. I'm telling you, Jesus is all you need. He's the only one we need. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1. Hmm. <laughs> This is the principles governing warfare. Look at what God says to them. In Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 1. When you go out to battle against your enemies. And see the horses. And chariots. And people more numerous than you. Do not be afraid of them. Why? For the Lord your God is with you. Same thing here. When you see the enemy, when you see your circumstance, when you see your situation, when you see your mortgage not uh, potentially getting paid, your car is about to be repossessed. When you see all these things mitigating against you, God says, do not be afraid. If those things don't happen, if they don't threaten to happen, you will never, never know what God can do. That's right. yeah. Absolutely. Sunday here, we, we heard Kunle and PJ share. It was after they finished that PJ came to me, to me and said, Pastor, do you remember? He said, well, I know you told them my story, but, but do you really remember where I came from? Hmm. Two cars being repossessed. Hmm. Hello? Okay. I remember the day we, we, we sat down with PJ because she was not tithing. Mm-hmm. Now, all of that is history. Because in through that process, she found God. She found God. And the rest is history. A person without a complete four-year college degree. If I, was, if I had the liberty to tell you what she makes, your head would remove from your neck. True story. And it happened right here on, before our eyes. That's right. 
Because something happened. A change took place. A repentance. When I say repentance, I'm not talking about uh, the 10 things you must do before you know God. No. Repentance simply means metanoia in the Greek, which means change of mind. You start seeing a different picture of yourself. You start aligning yourself with what God said concerning you. You start believing God for what God said about you. And regardless of what anybody else is saying, you zero in on that. Ah, this thing is so true, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it is true. So, Deuteronomy 20 verse 1, let's look at verses 3 and 4 again. Same chapter, verses 3 and 4. And he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble or be terrified because of them. Verse 4, he repeats it again. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Did he not say, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Did he, never, did he not say, for lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the ages. If he's with us, what are we afraid of? Because fear is a singular element that will not allow you to believe what God says about you. Scared to death. Uh, a, a, a Monday a week ago, past Monday a week ago, last, this last, last Monday, let me make it simple. Last Monday, my brother and I went to test drive a Tesla. So, so you can know where, how I'm thinking. <laughs> the top of the line. I don't, want, I don't want the small one. If I'm going to do it, let me do it right. We went there. To Leonard Square. Uh, we've heard about this car. We've read about it. Now finally, we got there. We got in the car. Now, the car far exits what you heard about it? It's the most amazing piece of machine that I've ever seen. Okay? It's just so you can begin to aim high and go forward. Let me, let me throw some things after you. This car, after you've driven it for a few days or weeks, gets to know your routine automatically. So in winter time, if it knows you get out of, if you leave your house at 7 a.m., guess what it does? About 15 minutes or 7, it starts, it starts hitting the car for you. Ah, now you're getting excited. <laughs> in the summer months, he understands that it's summertime. He knows the time you get out to go, to go into the car, either in the morning or in the afternoon. He starts cooling it down. Are you getting excited yet? So we got the car on the road. Now, we've been told that the thing goes from zero to 60 miles an hour at 3.2 seconds. All electric. Now, first of all, you don't hear a sound. Not one, you, don't, you don't even know the car is on. No moving part, no sound, no vibration. No, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. So we went to Georgia 400. And the guy said, when we got on the highway, he said, come to a complete stop. He came to a complete stop and he told my brother, I said, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, just 
Slide up, push the gas pedal. Don't just gradually do it. So just, bam, just beat it to death. So beat it to death. What? What's what? okay? So he, he repeated about three or four times. Said, "I'm telling you now, just step on it." Okay. So we came to the complete stop. He said, "Now do it." Boom! Only push it, and the thing just bam. <laughs> to show you how, he, how ridiculous it was, Pastor Bakari was with us. He said, Kone, please stop. <laughs> he said, he was yelling at the top of his voice, please slow it down. The thing just took off. So now, we're on Georgia 400 now. Cars passing and driving at 60, 65 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, the guy said to us, the salesman said to us, he pushed two buttons and said, now take your hands off the steering wheel. Now the car will self-drive autopilot. Now, I'm going somewhere with that because we're talking about fear. How the things we know, how they will mitigate against us getting to the next level. Me and you, normal human beings, we understand that on the highway, you have to control your car to drive it. So this salesman is saying, take your hands off the wheel. There are cars on the left, on the right, in front, on the back. So Kuli said, what do you mean? He said, take your hands off the wheel. So he, he took one hand, he put one hand on and took one. He said, no, take both hands up. <laughs> oh, my God. So we, and so finally, he got bored enough to where he just took his two hands off a little bit. And the road comes. And this car drives itself without being driven. Negotiating all the curves. Up and down, bump. And there's a car ahead of, ahead of us. He knew how to keep the distance. And say, whoa. Fear almost caused us not to do it because if you are, this is crazy. How are you going to take your hands off the steering wheel on a, in a highway, busy traffic hour? Busy highway, Georgia 400. So finally, we got through with that. And then we came back to the dealership. We, want, we now want to park the car. The guy said the car will park itself. Ah. <laughs> The car will park itself in this busy Lenox Square. Are you kidding me? So he said, just don't worry. So he told Kunle, just pull up parallel to the parking lot. And there are cars all around the place. Push two buttons on the dashboard. And again, Kunle started asking, are you sure? Because he's nervous. Any normal human being should be nervous. I mean, so, so the car on his own goes forward backward, turn itself back and forth and back until it parked between two cars perfectly. Totally unassisted. If God gave man that kind of wisdom that can do something that's new in our day and time against what you see and know in your natural senses, if, man, if God can give man that kind of wisdom, why do we limit God? Let me read one scripture in Psalm 78, verse 41. Psalm 78, verse 41. Look at what it says. Let's start from verse 40. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. How did they do that? By fearing? 
By not moving when God says to move, when God brought them out and told them that I'll bring you out in order to bring you in, they got to the verge of the breakthrough and they backed down. They were afraid. Now, isn't it amazing? Out of 12 people that went out to spy the place, 10 saw something totally different from the other two. Joshua and Caleb got God's perspective about the matter. But the other 10 said, no, no, we cannot do it. Out of 12 people, two got it right, 10 were wrong. The majority will not always be right. Be careful. When it comes to God, don't think that because you have consensus with 10 men or 10 women, that makes it right. Now, for us to see God's perspective, let's go to Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2. Verse 1. So years later, Joshua repeated the same thing as Moses, but this time, instead of sending 12 men, he only sent two. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia, Acacia Grove, to spy secretly, saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to Jordan, to the forts. And as soon as, as, soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now before they laid down, she came up to the roof. And said to the men, now watch, watch the correct God's perspective of the situation that these men give this evil report of. Verse 9. And said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. What? Even the people in the enemy territory, they had an expectation that God has already given them that land to the children of Israel. We know that the Lord has given you the land. That the terror of you has fallen on us. And that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. As soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Wow. So here are we, afraid of the circumstance, afraid of the situ situation, afraid of all the things that seem to be against you. But from this passage, it's obvious that the things you are afraid of are afraid of you. 
Everything that you think is against you, oh my God, they're in fact working for you. If you just be bold enough to take your stand and know who you are and confess what God has said about you and take your position. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 in verse 4, casting down all imaginations. Imagination comes from the word image, picture, what you are seeing. Casting down all imagination. Are you imagining that you're going to fail? Cast it down. Are you imagining that sickness will take you under? Cast it down. Are you imagining that you will not succeed? Cast it down. Are you imagining anything that's contrary to what God has said about you? Cast it down. It has no value. It has no life. I don't care how powerful it looks. I don't care how incredible it seems. If God has not said it concerns you, cast it down. Casting down every imagination and every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Unfortunately, God will not cast it down for us. He's giving you and I the power, the ability to see, to make a choice, and to decide, I'd rather believe God than man. It does not matter what the doctors are saying. Thank God for doctors. They try and do what they can. We thank God for them. God gives them wisdom and they do an incredible job. But you, you have to understand these guys. They only, they, they only go with facts. Black and white. This is what we see and this is the pronouncement. But you need to take that fact and take it back to God. This is not what your word says. Let every man be a liar but God be true. Oh, hallelujah. And you need to stand upon it. You need to stand. You need to see yourself the way God sees you. God does not see me and you as a failure. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He did not send his son Jesus to the cross just so you and I can fail. It is impossible. We cannot fail. We will not fail. We will make no progress. We will go up. We will, be, we, we will go higher. Amen? Amen? So you've got to cast down those imaginations. And there are many of them. There are many of them. But you have to cast them down. Now, let me tell you something. Fear activates Satan and releases his power in people's life. Just in the same way as faith activates the power of God and releases the, the favor of God in your life. That's it. If you, if you get fearful about the situation, you just activated the devil. And releasing his power into that matter. If you are fearful. If you are fearful. That's why Jesus over and over, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Be not afraid. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Because fear invites the enemy into your situation. But I pray for you tonight in the name of Jesus that you will not be afraid, that you will not be fearful, that you're going to trust God and hold on to God and believe what God has said about you. And I'm telling you in this year, because the Lord is with you, you are a success. We are not making it up. You just saw it in the scriptures. The difference that it makes is the fact that the presence of God is with us. If you are born again, you are carrying his presence. Now, you need to live and act as if you are really consciously aware that you are not just one person. That Jesus is with you. When you are making a business transaction, you need to be saying to yourself, myself and Jesus are going for that meeting. When you are talking to your boss, you need to be saying to yourself, me and Jesus is having this conversation with this man or woman. Because it's the truth. It is real. 
And if you would begin to practice that, you're going to start seeing incredible results that you, did, you didn't think was possible. Because it's just, it's just that real. It's just that real. Amen? Fear activates Satan and releases his power the same way that the faith of God activates God and releases his power in our, in our lives. So, what are we afraid of? We are afraid of man. We are afraid of persecution. We are afraid of failure. But there's no one that God is going to use who must not be willing to become vulnerable. You've got to be willing to become vulnerable. And say, God, I'm standing. I'm just standing. I have, I have, there's no plan B, C, D. I'm just standing. You get at that position? God will show up big time. Big time. You see, you cannot have the fruit if you don't have the root. The root is the believing. The believing is the root that produces the fruit. So you must have that believing system within you. Believing God. Believing God. Once you get that down in you, the fruit becomes automatic. Mango trees don't labor to produce mango. Oranges don't labor to produce orange. It just happens automatically. And so that's where we need to get to. We need to start seeing ourselves the way God sees us. God sees you as successful. He sees you as holy. He sees you as righteous. He sees you as the beloved. He sees you as being accepted. He sees you as his inheritance. I don't know if you noticed something that Pastor Bakari said when he was here. He said, if you focus on problems, you're going to have problems. Yeah. Big time. First Corinthians 15 verse 56. The strength of sin is the law. Just that simple. If you fo- what you focus on is what you're going to produce. It's, it's a spiritual principle. That's why when Laban and Jacob was ne- were negotiating for, for the reward for his service, I wanted to know what, what, what he was going to get. What did Jacob do? He went and got those cattle and put the, uh, striped uh, sticks before them. And they said, when you're feeding, watch those sticks. Yeah. When they reproduce, what happened? They reproduced cattle that were spotted. Because they reproduced what they saw. Yeah. So what are you seeing? Whatever you see is what you're going to produce. What you have right now, what's happening to you right now, is as a result of what you've been seeing in the past. We need to change what we're seeing. We need to change our lenses so we can begin to see accurately. Pastor Tosin, please come. Let's just wrap this up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So change your perspective. Agree with God. Believe what God has said about you. And the rest will be history. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you so much, Pastor, for that word. Lift up your hands tonight. Just begin to thank God for his word today. Thank you. Father, I want to thank you. I want to bless you. And Lord, we magnify your name tonight. Thank you because you're a good God. Thank you because we look unto you, O God, the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, we thank you tonight, O God, that you're the one that parted the ways for us. We give you praise tonight, O God. You're the one that levels every mountain. You're the one that fills every valley. Father, we thank you tonight because our eyes are upon you. Knowing, O God, that your eyes are upon us. For Lord, your word declares, Almighty God, that Lord, if you feed, O God, Father Lord, the ravens, O God, if you clothe the lily of the valley, you said, how much more are we? We that are of value to you. For we are the 
apple of your eyes. You are the one that begat us, oh God. You begat us into success. You begat us into glory. You begat us into beauty. My God, you begat us, almighty God, into riches. For you became poor that we through your poverty will become rich. You were afflicted that we, oh God, may walk in divine health. No wonder your word will declare, beloved, I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper even as your soul prosper. Father, tonight we declare that which you have said concerning us, it is, oh God, concerning us. Father, your word declares, blessed is she that believeth. You said, for there shall be a performance of the things that were said to them of the Lord. Father, tonight we believe. We thank you, oh God, there is a performance of those things that you have said to us in the name of Jesus. Our Lord and our God, tonight we declare your word concerning us, oh God. You said we are the head and not the tail. Lord, in the beginning, oh God, you declare that, Lord, we should be fruitful and multiply. You said, and it was so. My God, we declare it is so concerning us. We are fruitful. We multiply. Everything that we lay our hands on, it is prosper, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise tonight. We give you praise tonight. We give you praise tonight. You said perfect love cast away all fear. Father, our focus is on your love. We know you love us. We are confident of your love. It is out of love you begat us. And Lord, love watches over us. And so we declare we cannot fail. We are not failures. Lord, you have only brought forth children that are successful. Father, therefore we declare as you are, so are we. And therefore, Lord, because you are successful, we are successful. Father, we want to bless you tonight. Lord, we want to glorify you tonight. This is our confession. This is our declaration that we are children of the Most High God. The silver, the gold, they are our hands. Father, we thank you, my God, that Lord, everything that is out there, that you have blessed us with, oh God. Father, Lord, we lay hold of them. Father, we lay hold on them. We declare they are our hands, oh God. They are ours, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise tonight. Somebody give him praise. 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 Father Lord, tonight we declare you that watches over us, you need a slumber, no sleep. You watch over your word in our life to bring about a performance. You are not a man that you will lie. Neither are you the son of man that you will repent. You said, have I said it? Will I not do it? You said there is no word that has gone forth out of your mouth. That Lord will return to you empty. You said it shall accomplish that which you are sent it to do and it shall prosper therein. Lord, your word prospers in our lives. Your word prospers in our home. Your word prospers in our business. Your word prospers on our job. We declare promotion. We declare promotion. We we declare promotion that neither comes from the east nor the west. We declare promotion. We declare employment opportunities. We declare open doors of employment that employers begin to seek us out in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise tonight. This is our portion in the land of the living. The lives are falling to us in pleasant places. Yeah, we have a goodly heritage in the name of Jesus. We are God's inheritance. We lay hold of our inheritance. There is no lack in our midst. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, we give you praise tonight. 
We give you praise tonight. You have crowned the year for us with success. You have crowned our path with success. Everywhere we go, we are successful. For the Lord God's success, oh God, is attached to us. We are a people, oh God, that produces everything in successions. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise tonight. Oh, we glorify your name tonight. Lord, thank you. Because we, this congregation, Father, Lord, this year, this is our testimony that none amongst us, Father, none amongst us shall have any lack in the name of Jesus. We declare, Lord, everyone in our midst will walk in success because we are already successful. We manifest the success of God in the name of Jesus. We bless your name tonight. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We say of ourselves, we are God's treasure. We say of ourselves, we are the treasure in his hands. We say of ourselves, we are the apple of his eyes. We say of ourselves, oh God, we are the beloved of the Lord. We are accepted in the beloved. And so Lord, we want to bless your name tonight. You said you that did not spare your son. Oh God, you said how much more we do not freely give us all things. Lord, we have all things. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory tonight. Oh, we give you the praise tonight. Oh, somebody give him praise. 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 Somebody give him praise. Say with me, I am a success. Say with me, I am a success. Say, I am a success. Say because God has said it and so it is in the name of Jesus say I am fruitful say I multiply say I do not have any lack in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus say with me my part is blessed say everything I lay my hands on to it is blessed in the name of Jesus say with me I am favored in the marketplace, on my job, I am favored. In the name of Jesus, say I am rich. Say I have fullness of God. In the name of Jesus, say with me, I am the head. I'm not the tail. Say I am above. I will never be beneath. In the name of Jesus, say with me the riches of the sea. They belong to me. The riches of the land. They belong to me. Say the abundance of the land. They are mine. In the name of Jesus. Oh, give him praise tonight. Oh, give him praise tonight. Oh, give him praise tonight. He's worthy. He's worthy. Father, I want to thank you tonight. Thank you for your word that you have spoken to us. We pray, almighty God, that the revelation of this word will abound more and more in our lives. That Lord will be a people, oh God, that walk in faith. A people that believe their God. A people, almighty God, that trust their God to the end. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, oh God, that as a body, oh God, and as a people, and as a tribe of people, Father, oh Lord, we pray that in the name of Jesus, that every one of us will walk in the fullness of your blessing. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. None is barren amongst us. None has a lack amongst us. Father, we are 
have everything that we desire. For you said whatsoever things that we desire. You said when we pray, we should believe and we will receive. Tonight, oh God, we pray, oh God, for healing. We pray, oh God, for employment. We pray for promotion in our businesses. Lord, we pray, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, everything that we so desire, we pray for the peace of our home. And so, Lord, we declare it is done in the name of Jesus. Father, contracts we do not pursue, we pursue us. Promotion we do not pursue, we pursue us. Men will begin to seek us out by reason of your word that has been spoken over us, that we are a people of success. Father, thank you. We manifest success in everything that we do in the name of Jesus. Give him praise tonight, he's worthy. Somebody celebrate the Lord is worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the name of the Lord. As you go, the, the offering buckets are out here.